0: Block
1: talk radio hello welcome to snake oil radio here on Block talk radio this is your host jim ventura thank you for joining me today whether you're catching our show live or later on in our archives uh welcome everybody uh today's our interview show i'm gonna tell you a little bit about that in a minute introduce my guest um if it's your first time tuning into snake oil radio uh my name is, again, Jim Ventura. I'm a professional astrologer, numerologist, tarot reader, animal cards. uh I call myself a navigational consultant. i been doing that for many years, also an author. And uh, any information about me, you can find that, of course, on my website at jimventura.com. This is our weekly Thursday snake oil show. And we've got all kinds of different things we do on different Thursdays. Some Thursdays I read my monthly column, some Thursdays I do, I take just, you know, phone calls, other times I teach classes, and then sometimes I do my interview shows, which I enjoy very much, and today is one of those interview shows, so I want to introduce my guest, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit with her, uh, find out a little bit about uh, her, uh, another fellow astrologer, so I'm very excited to have her here, we talk a bit with her, and, uh, and then in about a half hour... We're actually going to take phone calls, guys. I'll, I'll announce that as we get closer to it, but you're welcome to call in if you want to wait. Um, and uh, we'll be talking about astrology today, so you'll get to actually get some insight from Shelley about astrology. So give us some time to do our interview, uh, but then we're going to open up those phone lines, and you can kind of pick her proverbial brain and, uh, and a little of mine as well, too. So, uh, Shelley, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: I was on mute, and I'm like, oh, I've got to turn off mute <laughs> Oh, you're
1: mute? you were on mute, okay, that's all right Yeah, I was uh, on
0: mute, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing fine, how are you today?
0: I'm good, I'm good, you know, I'm very excited to be on And yeah, it's really great to talk to another astrologer
1: Yeah, you know, and and I, uh, you know, it, of course we, we've got a lot to talk about today Because uh, I've been doing some posts on Facebook and other places we got an eclipse uh, heading our way, um, I think it's at like I don't know what the time is. I think it was like eight o'clock though.
0: Is yeah, I think um, it's eight. I had it written down. And it's actually on this calendar that I think it was like eight forty-three or, so, or eight twenty-eight is the new moon. Yeah, but I think the eclipse wasn't the eclipse sooner than that, or is it exactly at that time?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm sure you know this too. You feel the effects of it. Yes. Before and after it actually happens, of course um i'm very charged up like you couldn't smack me off my happy uh, <laughs> because i'm getting hit we are gonna talk about that in a minute but you know i'm getting hit it's hitting jupiter and and uh mm. and a few other things for me so like i mean i i'm you know you couldn't knock me down which is 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 really cool. I think this oh. is going to be a a nice one for me but um uh, anyway so let's talk a little bit about um you know one of the things that I always like to ask clients uh is you know the always the age old interesting question what got you, uh, what got you into astrology?
0: (laughs) Oh, it's funny. It's guys. Guys got me into astrology. Um, I was about 12 years old, and I was just desperate to understand what was going on. And, you know, I I went to, I think it was like a B. Dalton bookstore or Walden Books or something like that, and I just started searching out through that whole um, area and I found my first book, which was, it's called uh, Astroscope. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Virgo Astroscope. It was a whole series, and each sign had its own book. And right. I, I found the Virgo one, and so I looked at it. But it, the amazing thing about this book was it had every rising sign and then all 12 houses for each rising sign, plus all the Virgo information. So it got me started on actually understanding houses, and right. after that, I was hooked. I, I started looking up everybody I knew. I'd go to the back and try and figure out what their rising signs wa- were, and so right. and I, you know, and this was before computers, so it was all longhand. You drew oh, yeah. the circle, you divided it, yep. up, you know,
1: exactly. M. school. Oh, cool. Uh, right. Yeah.
0: So um, I started. Yeah, I just was very curious, and then of course, because I was a Virgo, I read all about Virgo. And then it had every other sign, and you know the whole thing. It was very thorough, and I still have it. And it's split in half now, so I've taped it back together. And I went on eBay and bought myself another version of it, or Amazon. And so now I have two: one that's good, and one that's broken in half. So it's kind right. of a collect, an archive, um, you know, vintage edition. But you know, and I just started buying more and more books and telling people about. Like, listen, you've got to read this. I mean, it was so cool. And of course, at twelve, I was very naive. About how people take astrology And right. fortunately I was in Iowa But um, let's see I lived all over the Midwest and in Florida And I didn't really realize for a while um, You know you start to run into a few people the older you got Who are like you believe in that stuff And then it was like oh okay So you know it was an interesting evolution to say the least
1: <laughs> Right because I would think it also would I mean that's kind of a weird thing because you started so early, I mean, you know, you can say that humorously, I mean you were researching around puberty. hmm Pretty so, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean and, and which of course is a time when you're painfully self conscious in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah. it, it it does add to the mix. Um in a mm-hmm. in a positive and negative way. Although my theory on that though is I think that On the negative, it's going to make you feel probably like even more like a weirdo, which you don't really necessarily (laughs) need. But I also think that, you know, I I joke about this, too, because I think at some point metaphysical people have to come out of the closet about being metaphysical. (laughs) I agree. Absolutely. I think it almost starts you sooner down the road to reaching that point where you, you kind of get to that, that area where you just, you know, someone doesn't believe in what you believe in or understand or mm-hmm. thinks you're a little weird, you know, you can help, you can usually reach that point of I don't really give a crap earlier, possibly, because you started earlier.
0: I don't know because um, I don't know if it's different for guys than it is for women, but women being the people-pleasers and, ex- and well, I'm an empath, right. too, which I never realized for the last few years when I really pursued all those interests. Um, you know, I... I was always very hurt when people would say, you know, you believe in that? No, that's just crazy. That's nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know how to handle it. And probably in my early 30s, I finally started realizing, you know what, am I going to stop believing this because other people think I'm crazy and think it's stupid and they don't believe in it? No. So right you know, oh, well, I guess we're just going to have to change the paradigm on how I react. And I, at that point, I basically talked myself out of any personal feelings I got when people responded that way, and from then on, for the most part, I mean, I have to admit, though, last week, my cousin's son, who's 14, no, he's 15, challenged me, and, it, and they put something up on uh, Facebook, like I did, and I wrote in there, well, so... Tell me what your views, you know, like, so you're having a problem with Pluto squaring Uranus. And, of course, excuse me, being a teenager, you know how he's going to take that. And anyway, he basically called me on it, and I said, let's talk physics. So he goes, what kind of physics do you want to talk about, Newtonian and or quantum? And I'm like, oh, whoops, because <laughs> I can talk quantum, but I can't talk Newtonian. So, right. um you know, it's like at that point I'm like, what am I doing? I'm getting into this ego thing, and it is an ego issue. It's like I have to be right and you have to be wrong, and that's not what it's about. It's not at all ego for me. It's very intuitive. So, it's just quite- Right,
1: absolutely. You know, I think everybody, I don't think, I don't think it really matters male or female in the sense that, uh, you know, everyone, you know, feels uncomfortable, you know, when they're not accepted or they, you know, people are yeah. kind of challenging. And, again, I think you're probably right about that, too, in terms of women being somewhat more pleasers. Um, but, you know, like, I guess the the, the, the take that I had on it, uh, because, I mean, I, I didn't really, I, I, you started even earlier than I did. When I was about, um, my early metaphysical stuff was, like, Bigfoot and UFOs. Oh, cool. <laughs> when I was like 16 uh-huh. and 16. Yeah, Bigfoot and UFOs. That's why, like, I still in my mind I think of that as sort of like a child thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I and mean, this is not going to be a show about Bigfoot and UFOs. It's about proving, disproving, <laughs> any of those other things, too. I, I'm going to sort of get into it because I have a million theories on that as well. Okay. But um, I didn't, you know, maybe 18, 17, 18, 19, I really started doing the metaphysical stuff. Astrology was about 19. Uh-huh. But I really began to get into it, um, which is funny because now I say it was a little later, but most people would think that still was by no means later um, to have gotten into it. But I guess, you know, one of the things that I kind of realized that I was able to identify fairly early on, which helped a lot, was that a lot of times the people who were really poo-pooing it or didn't really necessarily believe it or anything, Mm -hmm. often they were, sometimes you could see that it came from the fact that they were afraid that it might be true. Oh, yeah, I think
0: that's probably the case with a lot of reasons people get
1: scared of other things. Yeah, and it was almost like a, right, it was a block type of a thing. And, you know, and the other thing is I also, like, I guess what helped me along, too, is to me they would often sound very dumb, and I don't even mean that in a mean way, (laughs) because I know from my perspective, if I don't understand something and I didn't learn it, I'm not necessarily going to disregard it unless I studied it. I might say, I don't know anything Mine. about that particular subject, but I wouldn't say that it didn't exist.
0: Exactly. You know I mean? That's kind of so my point. So dumb, yeah. Right? yeah, it was my point with my cousin was, okay, so you have a strong belief against it, so let's talk. What about, you know, the aspects are you not getting? You know, like in other words, what do you know about it? Have you studied it? No, you just have an opinion from other information. You, you know, you've you've basically overlaid Um, other people's opinions onto the study because you haven't taken time to do it because a lot of astrologers started as skeptics. Right. And, you know, it's because they didn't believe it. They started to study it to disprove it. And guess what?
1: And then it (laughs) – Wow, that's absolutely absolutely (laughs) I Because I always tell people that that was actually the motivation behind my study of tarot cards. Hmm. It seems sort of ludicrous that a random throw of cards could somehow – you know, tell your fortune, but rather than make the decision that that wasn't possible, I thought it more interesting to research it mm-hmm. and to see whether it does work. I think again, that's another thing that people are reactive from when it comes to astrology. It's sort of like they think that you're, you know, you're every you're, you're paying attention to every planet's moving and making every decision according to that.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, is oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, no. I was going to say, which is it's comical because they're again, it's such a lack of understanding that they're entwined things. The the movement of the planets is our own movement. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're part of the universe, and every movement that is made is interconnected at some level. So, which really is, it's actually really just really intense mathematics which I think also scares the crap out of people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, it's funny because, you know, doing it by hand way back then, you know, I, I it's really funny because I am a, a person who can understand math. You know, I, I get it. But back then, for some reason, it was very much like, oh, okay, wait a minute, I would count, I literally counted all the degrees, I'd go okay, this is at this sign, and this is at this sign, one, two, three, four, five, okay minus plus, and it didn't even occur to me which is kind of, I don't know, my dis mentality at the time, that all, that certain signs are exactly 120 degrees apart, and you can, you know, each house is 30 degrees, so just go 30, 60, 90, but um, it's all part of the learning, you know, I was young, and I was kind of naive and stupid at times, and you know, over the course of learning it, you just go, oh, yeah, duh. You know, that's one quarter is 90 degrees apart. I got it. Okay, that's easy. So, you know, it's just a matter of evolution. But So math is part of it. But, um, you know, and I think that's why now with Neptune opposing my Mercury, that I used to be such a technical astrologer, and now I don't even have a choice. It's like it's really an intuitive art for me now. I look at it, I know the symbology, and I let it speak to me like you would when you're doing a recipe or a painting. You know, you throw in a dash of this and a hint of that. and right. You know, it, it's layers and layers of what's going on. And then it just kind of uh, basically composes a story for me in uh, many levels, you know, starting with the house and then the ruler of the house and then the sign that's in it and how they're aspecting the plants. It's just so many layers of information are right there.
1: Absolutely, it really is. You know, I think that's one of the things that I found really fascinating about astrology, because for for someone like myself, who also has been in it for a number of years, uh, like I mean, like thirty years, um, and 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 you even a little longer, I think that um, you know, it's like I keep finding more and more information that comes out of it. Like, you know, one of the – I have to write on – I've got to write about this eventually, but, like, I actually see the house placements as, like, developmental phases of childhood. Mm-hmm. And I actually – and I've described it to that way to people, and they've just absolutely – their minds have been blown. They're like, how did you even think of that? And I said, well, it makes sense to me at some level. It's like – and I'm going to give you a little quick example do I don't want to go into sure. all of it. But, like, the first house is the house of the body. You know, a baby is born – and it's really, its basic focus is on itself. It sticks its finger up its nose and up its ass, and <laughs> it blinks its eyes, and it sees what kind of response that it gets and from other people and what kind of reaction. And that's what made me laugh, because, you know, if you ever talk to someone who's got like a ton of planets in the first house, they're sort of abnormally self-absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look <laughs> yeah, that up. So I, like,
0: I know some people
1: like that. <laughs> well, I don't really. even say it in a mean kind of way, because sometimes they're really okay. brilliant. I mean... It's just you know, but I think that, that it keeps that focus very strong. But then second house, of course, is you know a little child. You give them stuff, you hand them a rattle, you hand them food, you hand them a toy, you hand them a quarter, and suddenly it, it's mine, mine, mine. The second house, I feel secure now. Now I, I've got this thing. I feel okay. This is you know, and then the third house, you go to school. And you start mm-hmm. interacting with people, and you begin to learn. So I, you actually can progress through these. And I, you know, when I I kind of deduce that, not out of a book, like just out of my own weird head. That's um, it's pretty
0: amazing because I know, um, <laughs> you know, there are other astrologers out there, and they do talk about that. And I know, I'm sure it's been written somewhere. It's not, it's something right. I picked up too. It's not something I really know where I learned it, but it's true. You know, it's something that's a given in the astrological yeah. world. So.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's very valid. I mean, that's why, like, even when you, I'm sure you go through this too, like, when you're explaining the houses to people, then you get to the 12th house, you're like, okay, here we go.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, There's about a million things in this house. I'm not even sure where (laughs) to necessarily (laughs) begin. You know what I mean? Like, it gets so freaking complicated as it goes. The first house is easy. (laughs) <laughs> this is you, you know, uh even you know yeah. even the seventh house, it's pretty cut and dry, this is who you love, this is who you're drawn to this is these are your partnerships, you know, so it gets yeah. strangely complicated, you know, but uh right. twelfth house, I can never uh you know it, there's just so much going on there, but uh, but yeah, it is i I think, like I said it does it becomes kind of an endless fascination, and I think you know you probably probably went through the same thing that I kind of did too, which is like. It's like that one day you wake up and you realize how much freaking knowledge you have. Like I know.
0: Just, you know, it's
1: like this weird <laughs> lightning bolt goes more. off. Because that, cause that's actually what launched me, and I'll ask you about this, too, in, into a, you know, a career in this, was I never had set out to do that. It just I got so freaking knowledgeable, and the people were always picking my brain on it, and I could use yeah. it as a reference point all of the time. And then finally someone sort of said to me, hey, why don't you do this for a living? And I was like, you know, what? You know, and they were like, "Dude, you're already kind of doing it. You're just doing it for nothing." And I was like, "I right. never even thought of it. I just didn't think I was smart really? enough." And then it was like, "Yeah." That's it funny. No,
0: I, it's it's been something that I've done uh, for a long time. I remember in the '80s I was doing it, and I was doing it for money and you know promoting myself as an astrologer with business cards right. and everything. And then I hit this this one person in particular who is what I've heard con- consequently is an oracle abuser. Have you heard of that at all?
1: An or, or an Oracle abuser?
0: Oracle abuser. Basically somebody who keeps calling back and calling back and calling back for the information, but doesn't <laughs> yes. really follow what you say. But they, like, Right. Okay, oh, well, yeah. What's going on now? What's going on now? Like every right. minute is a new right. thing. So, yeah, and um, so I, I ran into someone like Pat, and I'm like, I've told you everything I could possibly tell you. There's nothing else I can tell you. Yeah. And it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth for a while. So I, I kind of put it on the back burner for a while in the 80s. And then, uh, you know, it's just a passion. And I've always come back to it over my my life. And, you know, now it's just it's just part of who I am. You know, I consider myself an artist and an astrologer, and that's what I do. So...
1: That's awesome yeah i I had never heard of that term, but I like it. the you know the oracle abuser. <laughs> uh I have to laugh uh because i you know I run across that from from time to time as well um you know uh it, it's funny i don't I try not to really necessarily take it it personally. Uh, in that way, uh, no. I, I've had clients I've encountered that, that way as well, too. Like I had a client that I had to actually get rid of about a year ago, wonderful person. I rarely have ever done this where I've ref- you know, refused to work with someone, but mm-hmm. he just would always come to me and want me to tell me exactly what was going to happen to him. There was no yeah. interest in any type of, of connectedness to his experience, so, you know, he was he was really, everything was about relationships. Everything was about finding out when his next, you know, relationship was going to pop up. But yet he was, I mean, there was so many issues psychologically, emotionally, that were always blocking anything from surface. And every time I would try to get into any of that, he'd be like, I don't want you to do that for me. I don't, I don't need you to do that for me. I just need you to tell me when it's going to happen and what's going to happen. I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to. I yeah, well, that
0: doesn't work that way. you got to have some kind of cause and effect and responsibility yeah. within your chart because that's what it's about. It's the evolution. It's the life lessons. That's what astrology gives us. It's like, you know, sure, I can be your, your fortune teller, but, you know, it's, it's for me, and it sounds like you too, it's just this multidimensional thing, yeah. and it's really an amazing tool, and I know I've even listened to other astrologers who have um, psychologists call them, and some of them even were psychologists who got into it because it's such yeah. a great tool for diagnosis and understanding motivations and where to start with someone. So,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's. I mean, I, I'm always, I'm, I'm always pushing the people to have their children's charts done. Mm-hmm. too, so they can differentiate right. between one child and another and the needs and the focus and the priorities of that child. I mean, exactly. y- you know this too. A Leo rising right. child is going to have very different needs from a Pisces rising child.
0: That's so, ironic because you know. my, my daughter's a Leo rising and my son is a Leo with an Aquarius rising. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was Pisces in the first house. So, yeah, I mean, it, they, they do have different needs and they are very different children. And oh. uh, when they were both born, I did the charts, and at the time, my husband uh, was—I mean, my husband at the time—I should say—you um, know—I do it and I say, okay, well, they both have. Uh, I think it was Saturn in in Taurus, so they both are going to be good with money, or they both going to be very money aware, and right. I think, But they're in different houses, so while my son has it in the house of home and family, my daughter has it. I believe hers is in the uh, the tenth house. So a career in the public eye, you know. Right. So and I think she also has Jupiter up there in uh, Gemini as well. So, you know, it's it's really interesting to see the difference in the two because I always thought my son should be in uh, acting because he's a Leo and he has so much, you know, drama energy. And my daughter, um, both of them, I could easily be in acting or entertaining, and they have different talents, but. Um, she probably is the one that's going to get the public attention and I think he's going to be doing stuff with home or food or something like that. It'll be interesting to see because he's a brainiac. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, really, I do, I think, you know, and it is, you're, you're always kind of piecing it together. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, again, to me, it's always just, you know, more increased knowledge the more you study it, the more you learn, the more you fine tune your, you know, your, your awareness of things. Um. Let me pause for a minute here. I want to welcome all the guests that are kind of jumping in out of the chat room and that are listening live. Um, I know we've had a couple of callers. Um, so just so everybody knows, I'm gonna in about 10 minutes, I am going to open up the phone line. So uh, if you want to call in, uh, just kind of hang in the, in the waiting docket there for us to get to you. We'll try to get to a couple of people today. Shelley's going to take a look at your chart and give you a little bit of quick info. But before I do that, I think I want to make sure we get to talk a little bit for everybody about this eclipse. So I want to know what your opinion is uh, on this eclipse that's coming hours away.
0: Um, It's already here, sort of, actually. Um, You know what? To talk about it, I'm going to find my chart for the moment here. I've got it buried. (laughs) I just want to call it up so I have the actual current chart up for right now. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think, you know, the Taurus energy, of course, is about the material. And everyone's been like, oh, you know, the energy is so intense. And I get that. But, you know, I find it really fascinating that it's in Taurus. And Taurus right now is in positive aspect to Pluto. And then I really think a lot of the people of our generation who had the Pluto-Uranus conjunction in Virgo Mm -hmm that's the grand trying going on right now with it. So I think it's really about the tangibles. It's about, you know, the seeds and getting the seeds in the ground. And it's, a, it's like in a literal sense. And right. in a monetary fashion, it's much more about the earth and about the, the you know, gripping something and holding on to something. So, um, yeah, it's a solar eclipse, too. So it's it's going to be, I think a certain amount of comeuppance, uh, you know, to certain people. And I think that that energy is maybe not going to be seen completely right away. And I think, in you know, in the next week, definitely we're going to be seeing more of the monetary system. Like, well, it's already happening, you know, that money seems to be like the big story, you know. Yeah. It has been since 2008. But, even more, and I have to tell you, I don't know if you've done any research on this. I mean, I actually pulled up the uh, the stock market crash of 1928. And when I saw that, Jupiter is like right near uh, planets. I'm trying to remember, I think it was Jupiter, for that, that event. And um, so it's really going to be interesting to me, even as the planets move into Gemini, what's going to happen right. with monetary systems. So I'm kind of curious to get your take on that.
1: Yeah, you know uh, the way. You know it, it's funny because I've been hearing a lot of people talking about that too, about how intense it is. But I, you know, I always find it interesting because I don't personally perceive Taurus as an intense sign. Um, in the in stubborn. the spe- yeah, <laughs> definitely stubborn, stubborn. You know, very strong. But you know, I, I always have that same joke. You know, the symbol of the bull. Sometimes I call it. It'll also be like a, a hoagie sandwich or a baked potato Taurus as well, too, because Taurus <laughs> is all about comfort <laughs> and right. security and about stability. Yeah. Trust me, I'm Taurus rising. I know this well. Like, I mean, I could be amazingly – I could work hard and get things done, and I'm very strong. I mean, I never get sick. You, you know, you just can't really knock me down. I'm very bullish that way. But I also that's can very- be unbelievably indulgent. I mean, in a way, <laughs> like I can't even keep freaking yeah, ice cream that's in that's the hilarious. house.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'll just eat too, it.
0: With the Jupiter. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: just convince myself I need to eat it to get rid of it. You know, and, yeah, then and then you it's start, like, don't do that again. Start, you know, and then I don't do it you? again. But uh, you know, and uh, but anyway, so but my take on the the um, the eclipse is uh, you know very similar. I, I absolutely agree with it being very very tangible in terms of its thought and its process. You know, it's a new moon, of course, which is always like the new beginning, the initiation. I always tell people, new moons too, you always want to be like put positive stuff out there during a new moon, yeah. guys. You know, don't get caught in the negative today. It's not really in your favor. You know, what you're putting out will will come to a culmination uh, in that sense over time. But, um, you know, the other thing that I think is really key is, you know, what an eclipse actually is, is, you know, I I read this on a website recently and I loved it. They kind of refer to it as somewhat like a wild card, that it was just like this intensified energy that, you know, you're not really sure how it was going to necessarily go. I know I saw another astrologer today that was posting something about that. It was sort of like the eclipse was like a surgery thing mm-hmm. that was going to fix or heal something and that it had to do with nutrition and health. But I don't see that um, to me unless Taurus is like in your sixth house or something. Otherwise, I don't know why it would necessarily be about nutrition and health. You, do you? Or am I well, losing my um, mind on that? I, right.
0: I do know. I've I've heard other astrologers uh say Taurus, and it's interesting because I think that's probably true Taurus um, connects to food because it's a visceral and this and'm it 's about the senses and it's like sensory overload. they love sounds and beauty of music yeah. they like they like um poetry and you know anything romantic that is visceral, you know touchable, tangible, so it's all the tangible side of all the senses, so it 's taste. And it's the sensation of being full and, and that satisfaction gotcha. and, right. you know, so that, that from that point of view, it can be about uh physical health physical health and um but no not necessarily. Actually the side of it that I have been seeing more is the romantic side, which, you know, right. I didn't really touch on too much on my show yesterday about it, but you know, it it is ruled by Venus and it does rule love and the tangible romantic side of love. So, um I think it is Tweaking our desire to have a little bit of beauty and a little bit of right. romance in our lives right now.
1: Oh, we all need to <laughs> So yeah, I definitely think. It, I mean, it, it triggers that that tangible. I mean, cause again, I think people associate tours with money, and, and it's valid at some levels. But it's also just with the things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, a good comfortable chair, a good nap, yeah. you know, good sex, you know, good <laughs> romance, you know, good. Money yeah. in the bank account, going shopping and loading up on toilet paper. That's tourist <laughs> to me, you know. <laughs> <Chocolate>. <laughs> That's go a little too, by chocolate. the way. But uh, <laughs> but there's a, you know, there's an element of that. It's very tangible, it's very you know, it's very practical. Yes. But I've had a couple of clients who have, have made some really major decisions around around work business, finances, things like that in the last week. A lot of that has surfaced. Um so I think it's really um triggering people to look at you know where their security comes from, and and what they they want also in terms of happiness, right. at some levels as well too. Because that to me again is what an eclipse is. I think it's like it's like a lantern or a light switch goes on, mm-hmm. and you can see things more clearly in your life if your if your eyes are open. Um yes. And I think you know, depending on how it hits other planets and angles and where it goes, you know, the experience can be a little excruciating but um, still meant to be positive and forward-moving, or, or sometimes it's just awesome, you know, where it's just like that. Like I said, that light switch goes on and in, in a positive way and, and triggers kind of, you know, increased abilities and talents and the willingness to kind of go for what you want to. But, again, it's going to me it's going to come through a Torian channel, which means in a very practical kind of a way. Right you know um but you're i guess you're right too you you have to look at like i have in it, it, it's hitting uh, a lot of this is hitting uh jupiter for me in my first house but i have jupiter opposite neptune
0: oh okay yeah see i i Mainly. think our birthdays are the same year aren't they
1: Yeah. so you're
0: born you're born just a couple months after i was so i know right. we have real similar aspects in that regard and um yeah, I'm looking at your chart and my chart. And,
1: yeah, well, so I, the, the problem I ran across, especially when I was younger with Jupiter opposite Neptune, was like quite literal. It was like I would, I would spend money before I actually had it, because yeah, <laughs> it was coming, no. or I would, <laughs> you know, like I'd, I'd, I'd see a relationship, because it's in my seventh house, Neptune on top of it, and, I, and I'd see that it was going to go somewhere, and I'd be acting as if it was already there. You know, before I, you know, Jupiter just super optimistic and gung-ho and, you know, I mean, and then you know, Neptune helps you wear a little rose-colored glasses to gloss over the crappy, yeah. which, of course, sometimes can kick your ass when you don't look at it for what it actually is. Uh, but uh, I, I've learned how to manage that opposition actually pretty well for the most part. So, uh, you know, but, uh, but I, I know it, it was troublesome. In some ways, but I always think that oppositions are sort of to me are always a little easier to resolve than squares. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I think you're right. I think you're right, and I do talk about oppositions being more synergistic if you recognize it, because opposites attract when you're in relationships, and there's a reason because it balances. And so if you recognize that you have energies of both sides of it, and you meet in the middle, and you basically get out of the extremism you can really uh, do something good with an opposition. Whereas the squares, it's kind of like, it's really frustrating. It's like nobody gets their way, nobody's happy. Yeah. The, the frustration <laughs> mounts. So, yeah, I, I I believe that. And I can even yeah, say...
1: Yeah, I always think ahead. that it's just like it's at a weird angle. You know what I mean? Like you can't... I would think one planet's always trying to dominate the other. Like in a square, yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. they won't work together, <laughs> they, you right. know. But you have to figure out how to get them to work together. No easy task. It can be done. I know yeah. from from me having, you know, I've got uh, I've got uh, I've got squares between my sun and Mars, Pluto and Uranus, and and Saturn for that matter. So I know this uh-huh. well. Yeah. it's a test, man. You know, to keep out of your own way in that sense. But uh, they can be solved again. I just always think oppositions. To me, at least, you could see it. You know, even though it's frustrating, at least it's across from you. You know what I mean? Like you understand the pull. Um, yeah. Okay, let me – let me. Uh, well, I want to welcome everyone who's jumping in out the chat room here, Texas Pearl, Golden, sure. um, and a few other people that have come in and out here. I know we've got a lot of listeners. Uh, okay, so Golden let, – let's go with Golden first, because Golden mm-hmm. asked a question in the chat room a little while ago. Sure. Um, I'm going to bring up the, the call-in number here. Um, try to have your – um, your basic uh, birth information, so, so Shelly can kind of look up um, some of your astrology, uh, and she's going to answer a question or two for a couple of minutes. Um, I'm throwing this all on you, but I know that you're ready. Um, so have that <laughs> info uh, available. I know you don't. You, you're fine with it. Uh, I may chime in too. I'm going yeah. to primarily let let Shelley talk, Because people are, listen to my show enough. I I talk a hell of a lot already, so I'm going to try to shut the hell up. She's a miracle no, no, it's no, Sagittarius. No.
0: Well, no, within no, no. reason.
1: Trust me, I'm not going to completely shut up. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you take 90% of it, that's all. Uh, anyway, so, um, okay, so the call-in number here is We can probably get a couple of callers in today. You might need to dial a one before that, guys, 646-200-3966. And uh, please be patient. We've got almost a half hour still on the show, so we should be able to get a couple of callers. So the question that when want to start with the question that uh, Golden asks, Golden four eight six one. Um, Golden's asking, I'm a cancer. Can you tell me about this? So that's a pretty uh, simple question, but uh, not that simple in a in a in a simple sense. You know what I mean? Just a straightforward one. So I think they're asking well, some, some insight about cancer.
0: About cancer? Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with cancer. I have a mother with four planets in cancer. I'm a cancer rising and I also have uh, Mars and cancer myself and so cancer is very much about the home and the nurturing and the mom it's ruled by moon and I think because it's in positive aspects all the Taurus I think the eclipse is going to be a good thing for cancers cancers tend to be more concerned about where the money is and they can be very frugal I don't know if you've run into that Jim or know cancers like that Um, but you know, the the frugality at times comes from that sense that, you know, where's the security coming from, and they relate to money, and that, kind of sometimes in that little fearful holding on to it uh, sense. So, you know, I think that all the tourist energy is going to be good for them. If they utilize it, you know, the the newness now is going to be a good time for Torians to really connect to others when it comes to money. Um, you know, puts, with a cancer rising, Taurus – ends up in the house of uh, connecting to others and, you know, right. organizations. So, it is about finding an organization maybe about, I mean, if you want to translate, it could be about finding a good bank, one that you find uh, on, a, on a deep life level really suits your needs. And they're not, it's interesting because with a cancer rising, or, you know, I guess it's all set up the same for Cancer Sun, you would read it the same if you didn't know their rising sign. Right. But, um, You know, the Taurus energy, the new moon energy, is falling into the house of higher understanding. I mean, I shouldn't say higher understanding. That's Sagittarius. But to me, I really see Aquarius energy, which is the 11th house, as divine understanding. So that that it's more like um, channeling information. It's the genius energy of the zodiac. So it's that electrical impulse. It's it's very much, to me, straight to thought. Whereas, say, Sagittarius is more about divine inspiration, it's creative energy. To me, um, the Aquarian energy, where Taurus is in that house for Cancers, is more about understanding the relationship of money to the greater good of all. So it could be a time of awareness, honestly, a, a shift in mentality for Cancers when it comes to money. And, uh, you know, seeing that we have to start finding ways to work together. And
1: monetary systems are going global. They really are. So, right. Um, I, I, I don't know if that answers the question. I, I, well, she, she or he uh, gave a little more info. Uh, July 1st, 1970 is the birthday.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you want to punch that in, and I'll, I'll give you a little quick insight. Golden, I pulled a, a tarot card, and then I'm going to let see if Shelley can pull up a little bit more. You know, of course, the, the birth time would really help us get even more specific. Yeah, time yeah, but she can still time and place, right, can still probably get some more info looking at just the July first as well. But um yeah, and and Golden's question is because you know people listening to in the archives are not gonna see the chat. So Golden's question is, uh, can you tell me about how I will do in June? And then they're listing their birthday. Um, um uh don't know that she's saying doesn't know the time born in Vietnam Vietnam country. Um, So, okay, so while Shelley does that, let me tell you what I pulled. I pulled a tarot card for you, and it came up the archetypal symbol of the emperor, which is very interesting because that immediately, of course, aligns with some of the stuff Shelley was already talking about, about this practicality. Um, The emperor, and it comes up upright in this case, which is very positive. It means that you'll be making decisions around um, work, Money finances career practicality um, it 's kind of a decisive energy card it 's sort of a male energy card in that way because it it'll it 'll help to stabilize things uh in some respects in your life, but it is a strong card it usually means kind of a solid disposition and being able to make decisions in a very practical way and again just purely energetically a lot of times it has to do with benefits somehow coming up connected with with again the tangible practical details of your life um, begin to manifest in some type of a positive way okay that said uh, did you get any more info that you want to interject Shelley Did we lose you? Shall we?
0: Oh, sorry. No. I'm I'm sitting here chattering on, and I had myself on mute while you were
1: talking. Yeah, I thought you sorry. might have muted. Right. <laughs> I was going to say you're being uh, awfully quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I put it. I was just saying I put it in Phnom Penh because it's the only town I could think of in Vietnam. <laughs> so, uh right. am Sunrise chart. So for that, um, I've got the cancer rising, mercury in cancer, sun in cancer, Mars in cancer. And so, you know, a lot of that cancer energy again—it's um, the energy of a person who, if they're number one, extremely sensitive, and a lot of your thought processes are run through your heart and through your mothering sense. That you know, um, you want to take care of people. You're very—you can be domestic, and I have to qualify because not every cancer is domestic. Some of right. them um, just cannot stand certain things about being domestic. And I think it depends on what other planets are going on and what aspects. But, um, you know, for this, definitely um, Golden has a Saturn in Taurus. So all of this energy right now is money, very much about money. So, uh, you know, and and interestingly, um, with the sunrise chart, it it is a Cancer rising, so the Taurus falls into the 11th house, ruled by Aquarius. And um, the energy here is it can be a very good mind for money. But it can also be like a lifetime of feeling restricted by um, a power that seems stronger than your own. And that's, you know, that's that Uranian energy where it seems to be like money can come in very rapidly and go out just as rapidly, but um, you're stubborn and you will do what it takes and again with saturn in the house by aquarius i see that as a sign of someone who should work for themselves and you know not knowing the time i'm just going to go by the time that i gave you and i don't know if you do this jim but when i don't know the time and i do a chart and i do a sunrise i just take it as if this is what is meant to be so it's a reading and everything in the reading as soon as i start a reading is valid so you chose to call me at this t- or talk to me at this time, Golden, and that means that the information that I can gather from what you've given is the reading. And so I take it literal. And so that was right. pattern in that Aquarian house, which means someone who could be really good, like, as an accountant or someone who works with money uh, in, a, in a broader sense, somebody who might offer up their services to a nonprofit organization or, um, you know, some humanitarian purpose has to be connected to this they they don't want to just do it for the good of themselves and it's only about you know me and mine it's about everybody It's how we're all connected and and what you do you have to feel stronger that it's connected to collective
1: right so
0: um let's see if there's anything else. the other thing that jumps out at me is uranus in uh Libra, which, again, is a very humanitarian energy. So there could be some issues with always giving away the money. And and I think when Saturn – sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh, no, I was laughing because just as you're saying that, Golden's writing, one writing, yes, I don't <laughs> like housework, and right now I'm in the nonprofit thing. <laughs> that's so, funny. Uh, that's so, funny, I know, just as you're that. saying yeah. it, too, of course, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, so Golden um, – Saturn and Scorpio, one thing I noticed when Saturn went into Scorpio was how definitely people who are influenced by Libra are very much about giving away what they earn, you know. So interestingly, because it's an, um, Libra is the air energy of Venus, and it tends to be more about concepts. And so what they do is they, they put themselves last for the good of the whole And that whole energy was being really challenged when Saturn was going through. And I think that, I mean, I felt it in my life. It was in my 12th house. So I felt, you know, like I give away so much of myself, which I've always done because I have four planets in Virgo, but it's like I need to feel like my needs are being met too. And I think that's the energy of Saturn and Scorpio is, okay, now we're going to balance out what Libra did, and now we're going to have to set our boundaries because if you don't do that, you will be basically shooting yourself in the foot and probably in other parts because it's just such an intense energy. You really have to put your boundaries down and recognize that unless you start to k- take care of your own needs, and of course, Scorpio rules joint finances, um, right. you know it naturally, you have to be aware that your needs are just as important as anyone else's. And really, I always use this analogy because I just love it. You're flying on an airplane and you lose pressure. You've got to give yourself oxygen before you can help your kids. And that's the way it is with life. You have to take care of your needs so you have something to give other people. So, you know, you have to – okay, Golden – You're going to have to find them. And I don't mean to be blunt about it, but that's what Saturn retrograde in Scorpio is saying. It's about the personal energy, and it's about finding your personal boundaries. So when it goes direct in July, early July, you're going to start moving forward, and it will leave your house of home and family in this chart. And you'll be able to start moving towards Saturn on your Neptune at the end. You know, like next year, it's going to be closer to your Neptune, and that's really when you will be creating that whole energy of your dreams, and and you're going to be passionate, and you're going to have to have ownership because Saturn on your Neptune is about owning your dreams. So that's coming awesome. up
1: for you. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let me mention a few things they wrote, and then we're gonna we're gonna take this one other. Yep. I'm not gonna call it because people are just asking questions in the chat room. But uh, Golden writes, uh, "Yes, yes, I give uh, a lot of my money away." And I have no boundaries, and people take advantage of me. Okay, thank you. Yes, I need to find balance. All problems arise because of imbalance. Awesome. There you Hi. go. Good insight oh. on your part as well too. So, so a great question. Uh, thank you, Golden, for that, and thank you for Shelley for giving them some insight. I want to answer one other person's Texas Pearl, I believe, has asked a question. So. Let's see. What right. I got to go I got to like scroll through the chat rooms to to get, get this <laughs> info. All right, so Texas Pearl. Okay, where's Texas Pearl here? I know you asked a question and gave your date of birth, yeah. Texas Pearl. Okay. I'm going to find you. Okay, Texas Pearl, birthday uh October 27th, 1960. Uh Texas right. Pearl, see if you can punch in where you were born. If you know the time yeah. to throw that in, but yeah. at least also where yeah. Um, that will help Shelly out uh, as well. Oh, she, very cool. she or she got it at <laughs> 9.54 p.m. birth time. Did you see it on there? Yeah. And Texas. Yeah, I'm
0: guessing it's a she. Because, San Antonio. Well, just by Pearl, just by the, the term Pearl,
1: I'm assuming. I just don't want to yeah, throw no, anyone I into totally a category. You a, never know. Usually life. with a show like this, you could play it safe. It might be a woman, you know, uh, just from well, i practice. I'll, I'll
0: talk to her as a woman, and if that's not true... Then,
1: <laughs> right? Then yeah, then you know. Then well, then that, that's funny. That's uh, legit as well, right?
0: I was gonna say she could correct me if I was wrong, but <laughs> I have
1: to. And well, 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 gets that info. Let me tell you what I get just from a couple of quick tarot card pulls for your Texas Pearl. Just lots of people. <laughs> She writes, last time I checked, I was female. I know, you want to that check that from time to time to make sure that's all still working. Uh, funny. Anyway, so Texas <laughs> Pearl, uh, I pulled a couple of records, and they all coming up court cards, people cards. You know, there's a strong male, there's a strong young female around you. So court, courts, court, 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 cards, people, people, people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. you got a lot of people influencing you now uh, for good or for bad. This may be family. This may be friends. This may be people you're working with. So, you know, that's uh, in the we call them court cards, so, you know, members of the court, the people that you keep that court, keep court around you, so to speak. But they're coming up upright, so it, in all probability it may be supportive. Okay, that's my two cents. Let's see what, what Shelly picks up from the well, astrology. I,
0: I have to tell you, this is amazing to me, because I'm double-checking my information. Cause the sunrise chart for Golden gave me a nine-degree cancer rising, and the time for Texas Pearl gave me a nine-degree cancer rising. They both have exactly the same wow, rising. Wow,
1: that's awesome, right? And yeah. and
0: after that, I'm like, did I put those in the right spot? Maybe I know, but that's exactly it. And I'm like, wow, they both have nine-degree on this, so... Anyway, um, okay, Texas Pearl, what is it that you wanted to know? Same degree, it just means oh, – go ahead.
1: I'm trying so, to look what, what, what to... the actual question was. I think it was just sort of like um, – uh, here's the question. I thought it was time for me go, to go back to work. That okay. is the question, sort of asking it as a question.
0: Okay. Um, so that was Texas Pearl, right, because I don't see that question. That's yes. good, so at least you know that. Um, you know, Uranus in the – okay, Number one, Uranus, running through your house of career in Aries tells me you are being very much drawn to work for yourself. And Pluto is right on top of your Saturn as well, within two degrees on your Saturn. So there is a strong connection towards um, a life change with a partner, and um, but there's also this really strong, and, and that squares Uranus. So this strong draw is Career and doing something for yourself. And of course, for me, Aries is always about creating something like either carpentry type of thing, building something, or sales and marketing. It's a really great energy for marketing, and they are the salespeople of the zodiac. So um, if you're being attracted, and also Uranus rules the Internet and rules electronic communication and radio. So, and oh, okay, they say they had three businesses. Well, it doesn't surprise me because Uranus is also about multitasking and not really being able to hone in on one thing necessarily. So it may be that way for a while. Um, Pluto is asking you on top of your Saturn to redefine your boundaries, to relook at your dogma, to question your dogma, and especially coupled with the square to Uranus, you are being challenged to step outside your safety zone and really embrace this fresh new unusual way of looking at life and looking at career um especially because you have Pluton the career ruler of saturn and capricorn and then you also have uranus up there in that house so there's a really strong connection right now for that transit for you for career and a partnership thing so what you need is someone who's going to give you the freedom to pursue your own desires if you could um Go so to work for Mary. Do you know
1: Texas Pearl? I don't know who Mary is. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably just asking it at as an intuitive level. I have to also interject, too, uh, cause I gotta, I gotta remember, because I've got to remember, a lot of people listen to my show uh, through archives, so I have to repeat what's being said in the chat with all those people. like I have no idea what the hell these people were talking about. So Texas Pearl is saying, um, one, uh, she fell on a two-step ladder and fell on her face. Um oh, no. let I me just before well. I read any further sorry that that happened but I always say I always think anything that happens so us experientially usually has some meaning behind it too Absolutely. so falling off face, a ladder Mary. of climbing up and falling on your face to me that would bring up that there are issues you know maybe you you know maybe you got kind of quote unquote smacked in the face a few times from uh relationships and business situations and things you could have a little phobia around that uh, so that, you know, understandably so. So sometimes it's a question, of, do we go back in again, or we go in a little more wisely? Um, and then the other, you know, she's just laughing, and she's saying, so the question she's asking is, <laughs> should I change careers and go to work for Mary? Um, and, uh, uh, let me read this last part, and see what she has to say. I know I literally fell on my face. Nice goose egg, no phobia. Good.
0: Good on the no phobia.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a helpful, that's a helpful thing. I, that's the, that's the thing about being Scorpio, at least the benefit of Scorpio is, is usually it's very difficult to knock a Scorpio down. Period. Talk <laughs> about right. so a sign of regeneration. Anyway, that said, uh, okay. So what's your take on this?
0: Well, there's so much that's jumping out at me in your chart too, because if you just go strictly on Uranus and houses that are ruled by Uranus, where her natal Uranus is in her chart, like all this stuff is going on. So the house of Uranus has all the Taurus in her chart. Uranus itself, natally, is in her second house of money, so you've got a double connection to money and Uranus in Aquarius. So money, independence, entrepreneurship, and creativity. And because Uranus is in an Aries and it's trying will be trying, I should say, um, her natal Uranus is at 25 degrees Leo, and Uranus, of course, in the sky is now working its way eventually to 25 degrees Aries, at that point, there's going to be this really strong connection to making the money. Um, today, of course, you know, there's an altruism about making money for you right now because of the Taurus. So um, in your life, that's kind of part of the modus operandi is that, you know, I've got to do something for the collective. And um, but for you, it's about creativity. It's about uh, creating the structure. And you definitely have to have the passion with all three planets in Scorpio. So, um again, multi layers of information, Moon and Aquarius um so your moon is in the house that has Aquarius as a ruler, but it's a Scorpio house, and so your Scorpio is down there in the house of creativity, so you know what jumps out at me is all these stories where there can- there's multiple affirmations of the same idea, okay. So um, there is Neptune up in uh, Pisces right now in your house ruled by Sagittarius natally, which is the ninth house. So really strong draw to higher inspiration and looking for a way to integrate it through um, a a broader means to really learn, to grow, and maybe even teach. Um, There's definitely a strong intuitive bent, Mars and Cancer, three planets in Scorpio, You've got a, a strong energy in children in your chart for doing something with children, but you also have Saturn and, and Capricorn, and for me, that's the elderly and finding some connection to the elderly. I wouldn't be surprised if your partner is older than you either, because people with Saturn and Capricorn, especially in the house of marriage and partnership, is about uh, the connection to someone who's older, the authority, the right. one who has that you know track record and the credibility. So, um yeah. Anyway, that that's kinda I mean, for our micro
1: reading. <laughs> micro mini reading. Well and, yeah, and Texas Borough's kinda of validating a few things. She's saying, That's me, money, entrepreneurship, independence, creativity, more creativity, more success monetarily. Yeah. Um and she's also saying, Yes, I'm now volunteering with children. Husband is six right. years older. <laughs> there you go. So I think we got some good validation today, so go shove yeah. that in your nephew's uh, nose there, Shelley. by the way. Too. <laughs> no, <laughs> this, hey, by the way, you listen to my that.
0: radio program, and then well, let's talk listen psychology. to my radio show, you brat.
1: You think you're all smart, I'm going to give you a smack. Uh, I love taking that old man posture and anything, too. I can get away with it because I'm a 210-pound boxer, of course.
0: People wow. are scared
1: of me when I do it. It helps a lot. But, uh, all right, so awesome. Very good validation. Um, all right, yeah. what I, we've only we've got a couple more minutes in the show, so what I'd like to do is uh, first I want to make sure Shelly's got some time. Um, tell people how they can reach you, um, you know, contact you for reading, you know, go to your website, all that other info.
0: Okay, great. Um, my website is astrologerangel.com. And um, pretty much you can you can get readings on the site. You can listen to my radio show through the little embedded radio player on that site. Um, I'm on Astro Energy on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. I've got two shows, Spiritual Spa with Rochelle and Shelley on Monday. And I always confuse. Them. It's like, okay, that's at 6. And then my Astro Energy is Wednesdays at 5 on Blog Talk. And I have Astro Energy and Astrologer Angel on Facebook both. You can fan me there. And uh, I would love to connect to you because I just love doing this for people.
1: So. Yeah, you can you can obviously hear the excitement uh, <laughs> in, uh, in your in your voice on doing this. Yeah, I get really you know I, I had written about that recently too. Like it's so funny you, you think like with astrology and tarot and all the other things I worked with too. You, you know, like I'm almost you know 50, but I um, I'm like a little kid. Like I still get just yep. as excited <laughs> when I look at a tarot spread as I you know it's all so fascinating to me. I just have to, uh, uh, I just have to, you know, remember to uh, explain to people what I'm saying. Um, yeah, Texas Pearl saying yes, uh, she's got to go to work now. Uh, that's what she's hearing, and I'm thinking we're giving you a thumbs up on that. Um, yeah. But Shelly's also saying for yourself.
0: Yeah, work for yourself. I think that there's definitely money coming. Um, in your future from what you do. Um, you know, and definitely when all the plants get into Leo, that's your house of money. And it's also gonna be on top of your natal Uranus in Leo. So again, children, money. Um, right now your money's coming from more of a humanitarian bent or at least you may be having issues with it. You know, we're like, oh I don't wanna take money but, you know, it's part of your life lesson. So and I think I have to tell you this real quick, Tim, I think we're all in this boat of really redefining what money is in our lives. And it's like, it's definitely with Uranus and Aries, everything is turning local. Everything, I mean, I see so many layers of that whole idea that, you know, we're expanding our work on the Internet. We're starting to, I'm I'm personally connecting more with entrepreneurs and trying to get my money more to them and less to big box stores. So it's just so many layers of really shifting what we do in our monetary world, and you know, local also local. Um, I know you got to go quick. Um, credit unions instead of banks. I mean, there's this whole
1: right. ground
0: root shifting going on with money, and I just I think it's really interesting. And people freak. It's and there. I
1: absolutely yeah. agree. And what I would even add to that, real quick too, is. Um, you know re- release the the irritation about how things are or where it feels blocked or where your frustration is, and open up to the creativity of what you mm-hmm. can do in the direction you could take it. We really have a lot of opportunities now with facebook and and Twitter and the internet and things that we didn't have you know years ago so while there's stuff that sucks, there's also things that can really really help us in a way if yeah. we if we allow that energy to come in and, and not be so frustrated. I'm probably talking from personal experience here <laughs> as well because no, that's Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's that's my own illumination that's been coming about my own mental blocks around being frustrated with people and circumstances and things and saying enough Anyway, yeah. so uh Hey, I'm awesome gonna show, I'm gonna uh, throw it
0: back at you. Give your information and then I'll say goodbye right now, but don't forget yourself. I <laughs> just let people know how to get a hold of you too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, how I always do. Uh, Yeah, so info on me, jimventura.com. Email me at venturasaj at yahoo.com to get my monthly free newsletter. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. easy to reach all the infos on here. Uh, I want to thank all of the awesome questions from Golden and Texas Pearl, who seem to be connected somehow (laughs) in different places but connected as proverbial sisters of the soul, and uh, they're giving their thank yous in the <laughs> chat room. And I especially want to thank uh, Shelley for being here today.
0: My pleasure. So exciting.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll we'll talk again. Enjoy the eclipse, yeah. everyone, and uh, have a great night.